This is the What Happened Today podcast, your daily history podcast that tells you what happened on this day in history. Brought to you by the Productive Leisure Network online, ProductiveLeisureNetwork.com, and on Facebook and Twitter at Prod Leisure. I'm your host, Will Floyd, and what happened today, November 26th in 1922, Egyptologist Howard Carter and his financier, George Herbert, the fifth Earl of Carnarvon, entered the tomb of the ancient Egyptian pharaoh Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun would instantly become the most famous ancient pharaoh because Carter and Lord Carnarvon found an intact tomb full of treasures. In actuality, Tutankhamun wasn't really as important a pharaoh. He was a boy king. He ruled for about 10 years, possibly, from the ages of 8 or 9 to 18 or 19. His death precipitated a bit of a succession crisis and led to the end of his dynasty, but it was kind of on the way out anyway. He was born actually Tutankhaten, which means the living image of Aten, the god that his father, Akhenaten, had actually valued over the worship of Amun. But then, as he became pharaoh in his own right, Tutankhaten became Tutankhamun in recognition of returning to the worship of the god Amun. That's kind of the significance of Tutankhamun as a pharaoh. He was one of many ancient Egyptian pharaohs who ended up buried in what's now known as the Valley of the Kings in the southern part of the Nile River. And what's really amazing about the fame that Tutankhamun would get almost 3,000 years after he died is that he was only really important because he was the only pharaoh whose tomb was mostly intact with all of the funerary treasures with him. And really... Howard Carter, who really led the expedition, kind of knew this was probably something big. It is actually one of the smaller tombs, but before Carter had really done his work in the teens and early 20s in the Valley of the Kings, it was known that this was the great burial site of many different kings and that there were various tombs around it. People had kind of figured out some of the layout, certain inscriptions and other tombs had described tombs in another part. But Carter didn't just stumble into finding Tutankhamun's. He was actually a brilliant Egyptologist, almost as though he was born for going to Egypt and finding new treasures. And in this way, appropriately, he was very much an Englishman. Carter was born in London, but spent a lot of time in Norfolk, particularly in the town of Swaffham, which is where both of his parents were from, and actually became enamored with Egypt because one of the wealthy families nearby, the Amherst family, had a massive collection of Egyptian artifacts. And so as a teenager, Howard Carter ended up in Egypt helping Percy Newberry, a connection through the Amherst family, excavate tombs from the Middle Kingdom. And it turns out he was really good at understanding what was going on. He knew how to categorize what was coming out. He had a sense of ancient Egypt that no one else did and a great system as an archaeologist for planning out what was there, what needed to be seen, what needed to be documented. And he was also known as sort of the fastest at writing down what was on the walls. So Carter became the sort of special star of British Egyptologists. And this is where Lord Carnarvon comes in. Before investing and sending people to Egypt to find ancient treasure, Lord Carnarvon was well known as a racehorse owner, and his intentions in both were kind of the same. He was an extremely wealthy man who had the ability to just fund these things for fun. And so he sent off Howard Carter as the head of a team. 
the problem was uh, they couldn't really do anything during the First World War. And the second was excavating in the Valley of the Kings is actually quite difficult. Instead of, as is famous at Giza, tombs being built in pyramids coming out of the ground, most of the ones in the Valley of the Kings are actually carved out of rock. And those that are not are kind of using other tombs because it's a very strange thing to do. But Egyptian mummification and funeral rites said that you will go on to the afterlife with all of these things around you and they will be there. And of course, if you're a pharaoh, you need more than anyone else. But you also have to have it where it cannot be disturbed. And so it was actually difficult to find intentionally. And they were done so long ago that it was difficult to say where exactly things were until you went around and actually dug it out. And this is what Carter was great at. And he managed to root around almost to the point of Lord Carnarvon saying, no, I'm, I'm going to cut you off if you don't find something soon. And then in early November 1922, Carter found steps that he thought probably led to Tutankhamun's tomb. And so he sent a wire to Lord Carnarvon and said, come here now. And it was finally on November 26, 1922, when Howard Carter, with his financial backer and Lord Carnarvon's daughter and other people who wanted to see this, that he took a chisel given to him by his grandmother on his 17th birthday and took away a little corner of the sealed entrance. And then he could see with the light of a candle. And supposedly Carnarvon had said, can you see anything? And Carter responded, yes, wonderful things. Whether that is true or not, in a way doesn't matter because he was right, if it is true. There were wonderful things. There were all the things that usually went with a pharaoh. Obviously, vast stores of gold surrounding a dead body had long been tempting spots for thieves. And in fact, Tutankhamun's tomb was probably uh, pillaged shortly after his death. There were a few seals on a few doors that appeared to have been done in antiquity, but not done originally. And what's actually amazing about Tutankhamun's tomb, when Carter first found it, is that he found the smallest. Because Tutankhamun was a boy king and probably died unexpectedly, his tomb might have been prepared for someone who was not as important as a pharaoh. But it was said that a mummy had to be prepared and ready for burial in a tomb within 70 days. And so you couldn't just go about carving a brand new one. And so as much as Tutankhamun's tomb was the treasure that Carter most wanted, it probably wasn't as significant in antiquity. But what's also crazy is that it took forever for Carter to fully excavate the tomb. After just peering in, Carter actually takes a while. And it was not until the following February that he actually did get into the burial chamber and found the actual sarcophagus of Tutankhamun. There were also a few other seals that had to be done, and he did not actually fully clear out all of the artifacts inside of the tomb and take them to the Egyptian museum in Cairo, which was the destination for them initially, until November 10th, 1930, almost eight years after they first discovered the tomb. And as soon as these were out, they became a sensation. King Tut is the most famous pharaoh, but he was not a king and his real name was Tutankhamun. But in the 20s, King Tut became the symbol of Egypt and a pop culture phenomenon. Pop songs are written about him. He toured the world as a thousands of year old mummy. His golden funerary mask has become almost the iconic image of ancient Egypt. And this is all because lots of stuff was found in his tomb, not because he was important. And in many ways, the obsession with ancient Egypt that gripped people in the late 19th century in the early 20th century, was really one of saying 
can we find this stuff? Can we reclaim something else? In a way, it was not really tied to any sense of modern Egypt. Modern, in this case, meaning since the Arab conquest of Egypt. It was something altogether different. And the other crazy thing about Carter's discovery is that it made this really ineffective young pharaoh the symbol for this grand empire that stretched thousands of years, when really he was one of the more problematic elements. But people were able to see a wide range of Egyptian artifacts, understand how Egyptian mummies were prepared, and various elements of ancient Egyptian life because Tutankhamun's tomb traveled the world. And not just in the 20s and 30s. Actually, there would be another big tour in the 1970s and then again in the 21st century, making it sort of consistently the Egyptian model for people all over the world. And that is all because Howard Carter opened the tomb of Tutankhamun with his financier, Lord Carnarvon, with him. And that is what happened today, November 26th in 1922. That will do it for today's episode, but as always, please check back in tomorrow because we will have a new episode because we are a daily history podcast and we put out a new episode every single day. You can also find all of our episodes on our website, ProductiveLeisureNetwork.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. And please go on to iTunes, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. You can also help us out even more directly by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash ProductiveLeisure and becoming one of our patrons there. Patreon allows you to support us with a small monthly donation. And if you help us out on Patreon as one of our patrons at any level before the end of November, you will be able to get the very first Productive Leisure Network t-shirt, which is usually reserved only for people who have given $25 or more per month. Also, if you give at the $5 level or higher, you will get exclusive access to the What Happened That Year podcast coming in early December that will outline what happened in an entire year in history. And also, again, only for our Patreon supporters. You can also follow us for updates on everything to do with the Productive Leisure Network on Facebook and Twitter, at Prod Leisure. Thanks for listening, and see you tomorrow.